in a world for friends one mission to bring freedom to everyone involved dude what the fuck are you doing doing a thing for the podcast just say the name fine it's the freedom friends podcast She told me if I spit on it, I could go in that way. Well, you know, that's probably why you got that gift banana. Yeah. Hey, Mikey. Hey. pretty wide. Knock, knock. Who's there? Fuck boys. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the Freedom Friends podcast. Yeah, it is. It's uh, four of the most mediocre motherfuckers you've ever met doing mediocre content for a mediocre internet. So uh, we're just going to fit right fucking in here. I'm Jazz. That's Johnny. Hey. That's Mikey. That's Scotty. Yay. I'm just putting a Y on everybody today. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Felt right. We're all from fucking Southie, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are coming to you not even fucking close to live. From where, Scott? The Warfighter Tobacco Studios. Mm, in? Chile. San Antonio, Texas. It's like the weather got deleted today. It's like yeah. just 52 and meh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we live in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> terrible. I understand why you guys are so fucking angry up there now. Dude, our fucking like weather has been like needs bipolar meds or some shit. Yeah. The last fucking couple Apparently of weeks. Apparently we have mined out all the lithium and now it's no longer balanced around here. Yeah. Yeah, it's been rowdy. So we went fucking from snowstorm to we had an 82 degree day yeah. last week. It went like, like snowstorm yeah. to beautiful. Yeah. To like you know, fucking hot to I, like, okay, to rainy to this. I always used to tell everybody that I want to live in a place where it goes from 70 to snow and back to 70. Found I it. Fucking found it. Yeah, you yeah. found it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Texas winter. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <sighs> but next week's supposed to be nice. High 70s, low 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. what I'm waiting for. Yeah, and I'm leaving town. <laughs> no. But at least you're going to someplace cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, the only nice thing about it, it is cold up there, but at least they like can handle it. So, like, all the roads are clear, all the sidewalks are clear, like the power's on. Like and, a salt and, you know, yeah. everybody owns sure. their own snowplow. Like, it's not so bad. But Sure, sure. But uh, this is the Freedom Friends podcast. Yeah. Mikey, how was your weekend, buddy? Weekend was good, man. Yeah. Weekend was good. Uh, it was busy. I was busy as fuck. Did you fix your fence? No, no, I was too busy for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we had an event on Saturday. Yeah, you had some work shenanigans. Had some work shenanigans. Had a uh, Topher the Marine Rapper, uh, the, the group Space Force, which makes which is made up by of Topher the Marine Rapper and uh, Decure. Uh, they headlined a show for us at the Alamo again. So it was a busy boy, man coordinating that whole mess and shit but went off without a hitch had 1500 people at the alamo packed it to capacity and nice. for covid past capacity yeah. and uh yeah had a oh, good is time. that when you're as long as you're under 1500 people you're not contagious is oh, no, no. The- so the alamo gets a pass because it's a it's a historical site and a museum so they get l- more lenient covid oh, so restrictions you can't get covid there right Right, it's like uh, walmart yeah. hb it's too historical yeah. to be contagious yeah yeah COVID. yeah, yeah. COVID shows up and they're like, motherfuckers, this is Alamo. Yeah. There's been <laughs> yeah. enough death here. Is that too soon? I don't know. 185 no. years. You're probably safe. safe. Yeah, yeah you're probably okay. Good. Yeah. I'd say that. Uh, but uh, brought to you by warfightertobaccos.com. Use that code Freedom Friends. Score yourself that sweet 15% off. Yeah. Off some fine smokables. That's right. And uh, a wellness.us. Yeah. For the. Uh, all your CBD needs. All your CBD needs. Dude, I'm telling you, I used it after this weekend. I was fucking sore, man. I, I dipped myself <laughs> in freeze gel yeah. a couple times, man. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. 
And it was sure shit's fucking magic, dude. It really is. Shit's magic. It is. Uh, we had a pro wrestler at the office the other day, Derek Pisaturo. Okay. And uh, he was bitching about his fucking arm hurt. Bust out your freeze gel. I fucking busted out the old wellness <laughs> freeze gel. And he tried it. And then he went off to do a, a photo shoot. I see him the next morning. He goes, what's the name of that shit again? Nice. And I was like, oh, well, nice. he's like, that's fucking amazing. I was like, I told you, dude. Yeah, those yeah. boys don't fuck around. Like, it is one of the finest products I've ever, ever. used for pain management. Like, yeah. it is fucking great. That's one thing I think like, we've never talked about is there's a shit ton of CBD companies out there. there and are. most of them are garbage. Yeah. Most of them, of them are, are like, like snake oil bullshit. Yeah. The what do stuff you mean? The of, stuff you get at the gas stations? Not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there are some of them out there, like OWNS.US, that, that are, are fucking solid. That are legit on it. And, yeah. and it's it's kind of do your homework. I, we don't need to get into the science of all of it because we are not doctors around here. But nope. I'm pretty much you, doctor. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express once. Yeah, yeah same. But if you go to their website, uh, OWNS.US, it explains why their stuff is different. Yeah. Like the the, yes. whole, the difference between full spectrum and non and all that kind of stuff. The THC9 so. and all that shit. Yeah. And no, you won't pop hot if you use it. You fucking. Especially the freeze gel. Especially the freeze gel. It's all topical. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Now, yeah. if you're drinking the freeze gel and then you piss test and they come oh. and they come and they come to you and go, "What the fuck?" Well, <laughs> I think on I the package, tr- I tried to drink it, but there's this little roller ball that prevents me. It, from it doing just looked that. like an ice cream cone. Yeah. I think on the it's package like, it says, it's like fun dip. It, it, it tastes it horrible just, for about thirty seconds, and then you don't taste anything. I think on the package it says not for internal use. Weird. That's just paperwork. Really? So, <laughs> so I shouldn't have mine in the shower. Not the freeze gel. That's where you get either the 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 massage oil, yeah, the yeah. massage oil or the the lotion. Lo- I gotta try the I gotta try the lotion. Lotion's nice. Yeah. My hands are screwed. I yeah. got arthritis and carpal tunnel all kind Same. of shit, and the lotion's fucking amazing. Dude, well, that's why I so told like, you to switch hands. I got you, fucking. I got in both hands now. I oh. got <laughs> I, the, that mortar. Like I got wounded in the hand and broke my hand, and my shit's been fucking weird since then. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, I, it gets. In case you didn't know, like, Mikey has a purple heart because yeah. he was in an IED. This was a mortar round. Because we haven't this talked about it before. So. But, um, <laughs> did you punch a mortar round? Yeah, that's basically he what I did. I tried to catch it. out, out of the, you know, I was like, I got it. No, no, no. But then it was an airburst round, and he's like, fuck. I mean, I caught a piece of it. That counts. <laughs> that counts. It's like a foul tip. No, yeah. it doesn't count. Because, <laughs> like, in dodgeball, if you try and catch the ball and don't, and it still just makes impact with you, you're but, still out. But what if you did catch it go a piece through, or did it stay in? It stayed the fuck in. Yeah, you caught it. Yeah. He got a piece. That doesn't count. Still counts. That doesn't count. So I wonder. I wonder if You're you out. if you catch you still it. Out? It would be cool if you catch it and then the other guy died. <laughs> but you get to do it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's how that's how, they that's how it works. <laughs> You're out. He's I'll in. Bring it in back. <laughs> it's cool, guys. I got this one. All right. Somebody call the War College. We have some. We have some ideas. <laughs> yeah. We need. To, so we got a dodgeball coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna teach people how to catch mortar rounds. Yeah. Well, look, I Don't think it. we thoroughly identified the fact that we are. Really, we're really well taught at how to throw dodgeballs. Yes, we are not very well taught on how to dodge or catch or yeah. catch. Uh, I I know I'm not. Like I know <laughs> like, I'm you're, gonna, not. you're good at catching. You could be the white paper study. That on, depends on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you could be the white paper study on why we need those coaches. Yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. Exhibit A. So, figure figure four, if you will. So go to uh, go to a wellness.us. <laughs> use that code Freedom Friends 25. Score yourself a quarter off your order over there. And of course, Aaron Robertson Insurance dot com. That's one A. Aaron. Aaron Robertson Insurance dot com. If your insurance is fucked up and you can't figure it out, 
give old Aaron a call. Yeah, he so will if you're in a situation you like Mikey, where you're constantly getting hit by shit, True. you probably need decent insurance. Yeah. No. And uh, Aaron can square that away. We don't it's recommend true. necessarily getting insurance and then getting in a firefight, but... Oh, you're going to need some good insurance. It's yeah. better than not having so it. But it's better than not having it. Yeah. And you know what? Aaron would be there by your bedside going, what the fuck, man? Do you have any idea how much paperwork this is going to fucking be? <laughs> yeah. But are you okay? It's better to know him and not need him than to need him and not know him. Aaron Robertson, insurance.com. <laughs> I am so yes. sorry, Aaron. Oh, God. That's actually a, a bail bondsman jingle from yeah. California. Uh, Aaron's, also a, also, Aaron's also a good guy to know. Too, yeah, good, good fucking dude. guy. Good fucking dude. Yeah. So, I made the, fucking I made the mistake guy. of adding him on Snapchat. That's not a mistake. That is a oh, gift. Oh, you've been getting him? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he sent him he to you? Yeah. Yeah. He's, got, he's, got, he's got tummy issues. You know, he was actually, uh, he was upset that uh, he sent Scott a request. And uh, I am never on Snapchat, but I, ju- I had to relay the message because he hit me up and said, told me to tell Scott that he needs to well, accept his request. On I think Snapchat. that you're just now telling me Aaron likes Aaron likes to have long conversations, though, with that big mouth fucking uh, filter. Yeah, that's all and it's like, me. bro, I can't understand what the fuck you're saying right when there. you use yep. that. Yeah, this is the first time I've been. Yeah, on. Welcome to the welcome yeah. to the shit show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for real <laughs> for real like you're gonna you're but, gonna uh, see some poop no in all seriously Aaron Robinson insurance.com uh, and all of our stuff has his stuff linked to with his phone yep. number and all this stuff but go to the website he will square your ass away and even if you don't want insurance but you want to know who the fuck we're talking to yeah go hit him up anyways hit him up on snapchat I guess yeah 100% <laughs> yeah. and uh, fucking tell him we sent you we don't get any kickback on it but fucking tell him we sent you anyways cause yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's not a good fucking dude. He is a good fucking good dude. Yeah. Fucking good dude. We know you do, brother. We know you do. And we're saying that about an insurance guy. So yeah. that says a lot. So that was Saturday, though. Saturday was the fucking event. Sunday, uh, I was in pain all fucking day. <laughs> like, I just laid there. You fucking asshole. Just in pain. Is that why you got the golden banana? I got the golden banana because of that. Yeah. It was a, it was a trophy. Well, that, pain. that golden banana tells me why he was in, in pain. pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You said you just laid there because your asshole was in pain, dude. If that went up a butthole, that would fuck. That is no shit, man. No, that, that, that no, that's, that's all shit. shit. That's shitting pancakes <laughs> yeah, at that dude, point. Like, that is, that's fucking yeah. gnarly, man. Yeah, that's but not even starting in the shower, man. But that's it's like, got that easy retrieval handle on. That's it. like starting in fucking <laughs> cell block D. <laughs> like, that's fucking bad news, man. <laughs> Three years in Lompoc. <laughs> For real. Holy shit. Johnny boy, how was your weekend, pal? It was good. Yeah, you had some adventures? I did, well, yeah. The, uh, end well, of last, last week. End of last yeah. week, I went on a uh, Vietnam vet hunt with Hero Sports. Uh, so we went up by... Uh, Dude, there's not a lot of those dudes left. I don't know if you'd be hunting. Them. No, these guys were... <laughs> they were between the ages of 74 and 79. And they're quite skilled at hunting back. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Fuck. Like, they, were, they were between the ages of 74 and 79. And... Uh, and these guys were fucking. That's crazy to giants. think. It's crazy to think that Vietnam veterans, who are really our parents' group. No, it's yeah. our grandparents. Yeah. Group. No, my dad was in Vietnam. <laughs> well, it's because your dad had you late as fuck. So th- these guys yeah. were in. Yeah. These guys were in between uh, sixty-one and seventy-two. Were the years where where they were? No. So you mean like, like you know you mean, the, you the mean Vietnam? Them, well, yeah, but the majority <laughs> of them were in in, the be, in towards the the beginning of Vietnam in yeah. the sixties. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fucking stories from these guys, holy fuck! Oh, I bet. God, you want to talk about a different fucking war? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Like one of my favorite ones. I told Scott the the other day. So one of the guys, uh, two of them were Marines. 
One is a Navy dude. Uh, actually, take about three Marines and a Navy dude. Yeah. So four um, Navy dudes. Pretty much. Uh, I want you to go tell them guys that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, but anyway, so one of the dudes uh, ended up, uh, he was a first sergeant um, when he retired. Yeah. And I, uh, when he was in Vietnam, you know, he's growing the ranks and all that fun stuff. And he uh, he was a grunt. And then after he got out, uh, you know, of his first tour of Vietnam, actually, I think it was after his second tour of Vietnam, uh, he reclassed and he went tracks or tanks or whatever they had back then. And, uh, but so when he, when, when he was in Vietnam as a grunt, there was a tank that was on their base that had a blown transmission. And at that time, the tank and motor were one piece and there nowhere in that theater did they have a engine and transmission set up to put into that tank. So essentially that thing's just dead in the water where it's at. And it just sat there. And so he said, after a couple months of looking at this, he goes, I snuck over to an army base one day and I was talking to, I uh, made some friends with the guys in the motor pool over there. And I was talking to one of the guys because they had all these crates just lined up with the same exact setup of motor and transmission, but they were all serialized for army equipment. So I talked to the, the motor pool guy and I'm like, what's going to take me to get one of these? And he's like, well, I don't know. We can figure it out though. So he rolls back over. This is after he already stole an army truck, repainted it uh, marine green. Yeah, and that was his truck. And uh, so he we went back. He loaded I like the, up. I like this guy. Loaded up all this uh, um, Viet Cong equipment, like LBVs and all you know their helmets and all kinds of shit like that. Went back over to the army post because none of these guys get to leave the wire. And it was like, what do you guys need? I need that motor transmission set up. What do you need out of the back? The guy's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, fuck, take it all and load the thing up. The guy's like, really? He literally traded a whole bunch of bullshit equipment for a motor and trans setup. <laughs> Loaded it in the back of the truck, got it over, uh, got on a, a radio, called up, had a, a a Marine unit come down with a tank wrecker, whatever it's called. The Hercules. And, uh, and swapped the fucking yeah. engines out. And they fucking rode around on that bitch for the rest of the deployment. Let's have fun with it. Now it gets better. So he gets back to the States, gets it to his tank unit. Right, he's there maybe three months. Get what? Guess what tank is his? No. Yes. So what are the chances of that happening? Right. So about three months after he's there, IG comes down to do a fucking base wide inspection, checking serial numbers on everything. They roll up into his tank. They start going through all of it, and they're like, "Whose tank is this?" And he's like, "That's mine." <laughs> like, why is the serial number on this engine? For an army tank. And he's like, well, I don't know. I've only been here for three months. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go get your logbook. So he goes, gets the logbook for the tank. They flip through back to the page, rip the page out, and he goes, write down all your numbers on this now. <laughs> and moving forward. Dude, good, good and that's how, that's how it was, man. Fuck. Yeah. I miss when the military used to be efficient. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so, like, I stole a, I stole a fucking uh, Skytrack. Do you know what Skytrack is? It's yeah. like a, it's like a four, like a, it's like a, basically a fucking forklift yeah, it's a oh, cherry yeah. with a, like a bucket yeah, yeah. Yep. like the big one so i stole one of those and i was driving it to chow because i was tired of walking this is i in, know my rides this is in kuwait <laughs> and i fucking damn it die and you know me like, like if it's got wheels i can wheel it you know yeah. what i mean so like I, I fucking got in there and fucking fucked with it for a minute i was like yeah i got this and just <laughs> i was driving that bitch back and forth to chow because it was like sitting in line in the convoy like waiting to get loaded the convoy line's fucking five miles long. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, you know, I'm like, fuck it, man. This thing's got like a week or two before it's getting loaded. 
fuck it. So I was like r- driving it to Chow, and then I just bring it back and park it <laughs> like in the back of the convoy. <laughs> just fucking, all right. You know, so uh, I'm driving one day and uh, I see these army guys and they're like, hey, man, can you help us move some stuff? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> so I fucking go over there and it turns out they were the Bradley guys. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, we got the same suspension that you guys have on our vehicle. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, are you guys having problems with torsion bars? He's like, yeah, we did when we first got here because like, you know, he's like uh, a lot of them got rusted and whatnot because yeah. they came over on MPF ships. And I was like, well, my shit's been parked in Okinawa just collecting fucking su- like fucking salt. ocean salt forever. And now we get to Kuwait where it's dry as fuck and they're just bang, they're just snapping. Now when those torsion bars, when they snap, they shoot out the fucking side. It's a fucking liability. Like people can die. Like it's <laughs> essentially a fucking rocket shooting out the side of your vehicle, right? Because yeah. it's all under tension. And I was like, I really need to replace a lot, man. And he's like, dude, he's like, we're getting out of country. He's like, I got a fucking Connex box full of them. He's like, you help me move this shit and like help me load it up on some trucks. He's like, you can have that Connex box. And I was like, done. <laughs> so like wheeling and dealing, man, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, like fucking, that's why you talk to everybody. You, you make friends with yeah. people and you talk yeah. to everybody, you know, we just had money, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> which we did not. And it was yeah. just like, fuck, we just had money. And and speakers. Nobody else had speakers. So. We had speakers. Yeah, you guys had good speakers too. What kind of speakers are those? Those Bose. Well, Pioneer, Dre, Dre Beat, Dre Beat. Oh, yeah, Beats, by Dre. Beats by Dre. Nice, nice. <laughs> I mean, they're all custom made, but yeah. Huh. Fun stuff. I actually don't know who manufactured the speaker packs. I'm curious. But they're, I mean, they're they're custom made for the array and stuff like. But they they're, can be heard over a mile. They're fucking good. Yeah. 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 Oh, Scotty. Yes, sir. Oh, how's the weekend? Whew. My liver hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got drunk with Gary Brugman on uh Friday night. Nice. Um and uh yeah. And then I, I guess when I got home I pissed my wife off. I didn't know about it until Sunday when she finally told me what it was. Don't remember any of it. Uh but then Saturday went to that noble gentleman's. Yeah. Or was that Friday? That was Saturday. Saturday. That was Saturday, yeah. I couldn't go because I had the event. Yeah. And then uh, Sunday went out with Jim and Julie to the poorhouse. And- Saturday was actually International Cigar Day. It was. Yeah. yeah I didn't know. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> no. I should have Too known. easy. Yeah, yeah. you should have known. Yeah. <laughs> he, was on a, he was on a bender. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a pass. So <laughs> lots of drinking this weekend and uh, not much getting accomplished. So. Nice. <laughs> Jazz, how about you, pal? I had a pretty good weekend, man. Uh, my wife was actually out of town doing some family stuff. Um, so I was. Always makes for a good weekend. I was on my own, but. Uh, <laughs> so you saw another, you didn't wear pants. So I respect it. Uh, I had to wear pants, unfortunately. But uh, so Saturday was International Cigar Day. And actually, uh, my buddy from uh, Pravada Cigar Club came over at like 10 and uh, brought some really good coffee and ground that up and started drinking that. And we sat on my patio till almost five in the afternoon and just smoked cigars and drank coffee and ate snacks and talked about shit. And he's a, so he's working with uh, those cigar guys, but he's also currently active duty air force. Okay. So he's doing this stuff like on the side and stuff, but he's an air force medic at Bamsey. So he's chilling. Yeah. And he's a, his contract is up in July and he's like, I'm done. I'm out. And I was like, so you got in your first duty station was medic at Bamsey. And that burnt you out. <laughs> like, 
And but, you know, he's maybe. this era, so like he has no deployments, no nothing. He's only had like training and then a hospital station. Dude, I seen a I saw an article this week and it was uh, about an Air Force kid who got separated from he he was medically separated from Air Force boot camp for separation anxiety from his girlfriend. What? And then somebody had commented That's on it. That's the most it. Air Force thing I've ever heard in my life. That is verbatim what somebody had commented oh, really? on <laughs> it. And they were like, that is the most Air Force shit I've ever heard in my life. And I was just like, wow. So, and, then, and, I, and I read it and I was like, I bet this bitch got 100% too. <laughs> I was like, probably. Hey, I bet that motherfucker got 100%. But uh, so did that Saturday and then went to Noble Gentleman Saturday night. Um, and then uh, Sunday, I uh, hooked up with some of my nerd friends and we smoked some more cigars and they're nerdy shit. And then uh, Caitlin came home. And that sounds dirty. I talked to uh, Caitlin about this, actually, and she thinks you need an intervention for all of your little figurines. My plastic. Yeah. Yeah, I have an she, addiction. She thinks that you have an addiction and she wants to have an intervention with you. Good luck. Like, you need to know how it affects your friends, Jazz. Do I? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because... It doesn't affect me at yeah. all. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. Not even a little bit. As far as I can tell, my friends either don't give a shit or my friends also partake in the hobby. So huh. then uh, I guess the intervention is over. Yeah. You know, there, there's so many <laughs> other things that Jazz could be doing that we could be do that we could be doing interventions about. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that he just plays with figurines. Yeah. yeah. So I buy plastic crack, or I could go buy real crack. Yeah. Like it's one of the two. Right. Like so. Yeah. But uh, I think she just doesn't like it because it's there's a whole room in my house dedicated to all of my game shit. Well, she said you know you, what you're gonna do you, next time she goes out of town. You need to take that room and like package everything up and like put it in a closet, and then just put like get all kinds of figurines made of her and pictures and everything, and just, just make it a shrine some sort of to her. Weird shrine, yeah. <laughs> and then when she comes back, be like, I, I changed my hobby. Yeah. <laughs> so make a hair doll. I'd just be like, I've been collecting this for months from the drain. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, had a, I had a good weekend, but it was it was very relaxing, very mellow, very just kind of. Dude, sometimes those are the best weekends. I mean, literally yeah. the whole weekend I had to do it. Saturday was I was hanging out with him, but it was also kind of a business thing at the same time. So it was like work and play at the same time. But um, literally all weekend I spent indulging in what I enjoy. I smoked cigars. I drank some whiskey. I fucking. Hung out with my nerd friends and talked about game shit. Like that's it was, a good weekend, man. Yeah, it was pretty fucking mellow. Yeah. So, boys, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that you guys all got awarded some uh, some medals today. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. Right, right under my microphone. Right there. Yeah, you guys got awarded some medals. And I'll say this: yours this is, isn't complete though. It's this been is, a solid decade, but it's since one of I've my any, most medal pinned on me. meaning medals that I've ever gotten. Good. So, thank you, Mikey. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, buddy. So, it's, mine. It's well deserved. Mine says Article 15, and it has a couple crossed booze bottles. Yeah, which, and which which yours is supposed to have a V. Somebody fucked up the citation, and you will be receiving your V soon. So nice uh, Article 15 with V device. Oh, I yes. love it. And uh, I got a I got an Article 15 as well. Yeah, but just no V device. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> not everybody gets them in country, man. No, you know, <laughs> I've actually, uh, luckily, I I never got one. They well, tried. Not- no, but now I finally received you, you it. You finally got finally one. Finally got it. Yeah. I'm happy. Look at that. I like it. And uh, Jazz, you're in the company that you're in. I so am, it's which a- is the bulk of either my family and or friend group all <laughs> fall into <laughs> yeah. the grunt category, but I'm not. Somehow I'm always the outrider. So I, I received the medal for being not just a fucking pogue, but the biggest <laughs> 
fucking pub. You, know? <laughs> so, you, know, you gotta work hard for it. Dude, you have no idea. No, no, no. You, you don't really have to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, it, it's kind of like, uh, it's just given to you. You know, it's like, uh, what's that one we get? The, I don't know. Uh, I've met uh, a no. lot of, I've met pogues that even I'm like. The army service. Yeah. 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 I've well, met pogues that even I'm like, and eh, not one of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the cook. You're like, yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. Oh, the cooks in Fallujah, you know what they had them doing? Because we had contractors and running like KBR ran the fucking chow halls and shit. You know what they had the cooks doing? Uh, Body collection. Ooh. Oh, that's those were the boys you dropped the dead, the KIAs off to and shit. Oh, my God. You don't, they didn't sign up for that shit. No, oh, they did not. Wow. And, uh, yeah. There was a sergeant that was, uh, he was, he was our cook. He deployed with us. And I remember we were, we dropped a kid off who had unfortunately gotten killed. And like, I, I saw this guy. And you could just tell, and this is about midway through the big fight. And this dude, he looked like he'd aged fucking 10 years. I believe it. And he was just like, you could tell it was fucking with him. So if you're out there, dude, and if you ever listen to this, so if you're you, still in my thoughts, man, and I hope you're okay, because I know that fuck with you. If you ever wonder how a cook got PTSD. That's how it happened. Now, yeah. But do you because think those deboning skills they learned at AIT came in handy or... I mean, I eventually, they maybe. had to do that. Probably see. not there. I mean, <laughs> How do you think you got all those loins on Friday? They weren't dealing with the chogies, man. They were dealing with like dead Marines. <laughs> like, just tougher meat. That's true. Not as lean. <laughs> a little, probably leaner. Shit. Like I said, soylent green is I, made out of people. Soylent green is people. <laughs> you ever think about what you taste like? I know I'm marbled like a son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, got, I got some marbling. Just one big ribeye over here. Yeah. And your, and your, the equivalent of a wagon. <laughs> right? I was going to say, you're marbled and bourbon based. Like, yeah, I bet right. you you're fucking God delicious. Damn it. I yeah. got to be great. Bro, so if, <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if we ever get in a plane crash and have to eat somebody, we know who's going first. Hey, <laughs> all I ask is you don't kill me you let me try me first that's fair oh like right? hannibal style we'll just yeah. like take a leg off yeah, yeah. Give and me, then like give me some give me a fucking just, you know a little if you had to eat a piece of you i heard he start, i heard the butt cheek is uh is is the go-to I, know, I got good calves man i think i'd like to eat my mm-hmm. calf yeah i think if i'm eating anything <laughs> off anybody i think i'm going like the like the upper leg so i want you can get like, like the quad like the whole thigh area i want like asabuco out of my calf <laughs> I want to make like Asabugo like slow cook my ass and fucking. Are you do one of those this. like do a shank and do like the spiral with like the cheese? Yeah, fucking grill that out. <laughs> give, me, give me one of your shoulders. I'll make some carnitas. <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah. you Scott's backstrap is fucking delicious. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's what I'm thinking. I just don't know if I can live while you remove my backstrap. Just get the, yeah, totally get the bacon that. off no, over here. Worry about that. You, gotta be, you gotta be skilled with the knife, though. We can make that it's happen. It's a little close, too. Yeah, we'll don't worry about it. All right. You yeah. just run down the vertebrae. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. No big deal. You gotta be skilled I mean, with the knife. It's not like you're gonna... If we cut a backstrap or a calf or a butt cheek or whatever off of you, it's not like you're gonna be living much longer. Yeah, I want to live till at least you cook it and I have a chance to eat it. Well, so Mike and I like, have watched all of Hannibal. Yeah. Great show, by the way. So the last season... Where he eats the other serial killer with the serial killer, yeah, like limb by limb. Oh, he keeps him alive down to like because he does like the legs, the arms, yeah. and like keeps him alive all the way, and literally has the meals with him. I'm saying if we could tourniquet you, we could probably fucking do it yeah, like like yeah. asabuco on your on your yeah. calf. Yeah. Well, it would just look like a fucking pork roast, but yeah, not pork. Long pig. 
Long pig. <laughs> By the way, I watched Pirates you, of the Caribbean a couple that, of weeks ago. You got to eat that before you cut it off. Yeah. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> the second one, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was the first time I noticed when Orlando Bloom's character is looking for Captain Jack Sparrow and he talks to one of the dudes and he's like, no, I saw a black ship off this island where I get where I trade spices for delicious long pork. And that was the first time I noticed that this motherfucker he was like, I was like, this is a Disney movie. And this dude is straight up like I traded spices for man meat. <laughs> like I was there to eat people. I was like, holy shit. How did nobody catch this shit? Like now I've said it. and It's going to get canceled. It's going to pull it from Disney Plus. You're not yep. going to watch fucking Pirates of the Caribbean anymore. You just fucked it up. Because yeah. now there's an adult content warning on the Muppet show. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, why? Does that mean why? Because I, it was a I, late night show, so some I of the darks, society. some of the jokes are a little like subliminal. Dude, but it's no is, worse than like the oh, shit that's in like Shrek or Mister and Mrs. Potato Head getting canceled. No, it's just Potato Head now. Yeah, yeah. You I don't understand how. Morons. Yeah. Well, that way, either gender could use it. Yeah. Motherfucker, there was already a Mrs. Amy Schumer has been a potato for years. <laughs> yeah, nobody's canceled her. Right? And, well, fuck, I don't know yeah, how. I, I wish they could. I wish they would. <laughs> fuck. I'm not, definitely not missing anything there. You know, she's the reason that the Netflix got rid of the uh, the four-star rating thing where you could rate your shows. Because her, her fucking show tanked. And she fucking cried yeah. about it and threatened to sue them for defamation of character because yep. her fucking special was Aww. so terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's a fucking piece of shit, dude. She has been a potato for a while. Mm-hmm. She's like been going around for like 10 years. Yeah. 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 She's fucking terrible. Yeah. Fucking terrible, man. I don't know. Uh, I did actually. Speaking of that TV shows, I watched the show Tread again this weekend. I've been wanting to watch that. That's the one with about the dude who went fucking yeah whack up whack the, job uh, the right killdozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched and, it the other uh, day too. So you need to watch it so we can have a discussion about it. Yeah, because I've heard a couple well, different. Like I remember when it happened, so I know I, I know yeah. the, I know the premise yeah, of what happened. I remember when it was like, like on the news. But so, yeah. I, so I, so I, I want to have a like, discussion. This dude took over a fucking town with that bitch. Well, I like, want to have a discussion about it because there's a couple different ways that you can look at it. You can look at it as that dude fucking is batshit crazy and not stable. If you listen to what he said, man, he made a lot of good fucking points. Well, <laughs> like, well you mean, can be a logical psychopath. It, yeah. But it depends on how you look at it though, because you you can look at it as in this dude is a psycho and he thought God talked to him and he almost destroyed a building full of kids. Yeah. Yeah. It or you can more. look at it and say it was government overreach. And every fucking building that he destroyed got what they fucking deserved and not a single person got hurt. Yeah. You know, so just like that's why I'd really like to have a discussion about it. And, and he even talked about how he wasn't doing it to be malicious. He was doing it to level the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. But to bring it down to, to his level. Now. That being said, he had firearms mounted in the tank and he was trying to shoot people. No. So. Well, now there is that. I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one, though. If you have a, a 50 caliber sniper rifle. That you can aim and look and see because that's how he set it up in the tank and the only things that you actually hit were the bucket of a of a uh front end loader that was trying to knock the track off the tank or shot over the head of everybody else didn't actually engage a single person and then he was trying to shoot a propane tank but uh every time he shot the round actually hit a part of the i'm down for this i'll go watch 
I'll go watch the documentary so we decent. can have this discussion. No. At first, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this guy. And then as it got deeper into it, I'm like, ah. They did a docu-series ah. on that, right? They do. It's but like now, four episodes or no, something. No, no, no it's, it's just, just one. one. It's like an hour and a half yeah. long. But oh, the okay. thing about it, the thing that kind of, I don't know. Anybody who does a documentary always puts a twist on a thing or tries to yeah. steer the, the, the viewers into a, a certain way. Yeah. So they're talking about somebody who is no longer with us that can't defend themselves. But I but I'm like Mikey. Like I watched it happen, right? Yeah. And at the time, I didn't think that there was a logical explanation for this at all because it was completely didn't show his side. It was just what yeah. you yeah. you know what I mean? And so so the documentary it but so it talked about his side a little bit more. Yeah. When they when they interview all the rest of the people in the town of course, none of them are going to say anything malicious. They're not going to be like, "Yeah, we fucking denied him permits." The reason, the yeah, reason, of course not. The reason I think he was fucking crazy, and he should not have done it, is because he got offered like two, oh, yeah. two or three times more than he paid for the land. Yeah. He was upset and he about, it. and he never sold it. Yep. If you were just pissed, you got screwed over. Well, you're doubling or tripling your money. At that yeah. point, you can't be mad anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. But I don't think that was what it. What he was upset about? Well, I don't. What was he upset about then? Uh, the the lack of or the town denying permits, uh, the town trying to force him to do things, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, go watch it, and we'll. Uh, we'll yeah, well, I do. Uh, yeah. I'll have that discussion. I'll go yeah, watch I'll, it. I want to. Uh, I want to get into it. The one thing I'll yeah. give him is his welds and oh, his craftsmanship. Great. Were fucking. <laughs> they are great. spot on. Yeah, they nailed great. it. Like his craftsmanship, man. Everything was symmetrical. It wasn't just like the SWAT. Fucking... The SWAT team tried to breach it twice. Measure twice, cut it, once. All it did was put <laughs> black marks on the steel. Yeah, yeah. measure yeah. twice, cut, cut once, man. The motherfucker knew what he was doing. Yeah, his welds were fucking. They were good. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Fuck boys, what do we? Uh, what do we? I think we're all sipping the same train tonight, huh? That we're all smoking the same yeah. thing. We yeah, had, we had Jameson. That's easy. I don't yeah. fuck uh, all about the cigars. So. I don't either. Yeah, Dave, uh, enlighten us again. It's a house blend from smoking fire. A house blend from smoking fire in yeah. Nebraska, uh, and it is a, a Habano box press. It's pretty tasty. Tastes good. Mine's a little. My draw is a little tight. Mine's not at all. Mine's rolling pretty well. Yeah, mine's doing good. Yeah, yeah. and it is. It is a tasty cigar. Uh, it's almost um, correct me if I'm wrong on this because I'm fucking definitely the novice sitting here at the table, but uh, I, I it's almost uh, Sumatra like, like uh, in in flavor. Yeah, I, I kind of it's not dissimilar. It's a little different. You're really close on body. Yeah, yeah. body wise, yeah, well, maybe maybe, maybe maybe like that kind of that that yeah maybe that's what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's not a heavy and, cigar. Body and intensity. Yeah, it's pretty you're light. Really close. Flavor profile is where I would say that you're probably a little off. Base. Yeah. Flavor profile. Uh, if you, have you retrohaled it? Maybe? I can't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Too- did you retro at all? Put through a little through your nose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, did you retro? Uh, I've been inhaling the whole thing. Yeah, I've been, exactly. inhaling. <laughs> I've been inhaling. See, I thought there was weed in this. <laughs> um. Hmm. Now, Mikey, you haven't had a lot of box press cigars. No, not a lot. What so, are your thoughts as a as just a shape as in a general? New box press smoker. Um, uh, I like the shape. I, I think I prefer them round. 
I think I prefer. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I V cut this. I think that makes it a little bit better of a smoke. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I like the draw on it because of the V cut. I don't know. Like, John, you'd straight cut yours. How's oh, yours rolling? It's just like a normal cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's comfortable. It's comfortable to hold, <laughs> you know, with the flat spots. You but, know? but round things feel more natural in your mouth. Well, you know. Yeah. Zing. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Because what's the real difference? Just the shape. It's yeah. just, it's just it's a shape. shape. But it's mostly going to come and through when hand they, and mouth feel is really what it's going to well, come down to. Yeah. When they put it in the mold instead of the mold being round. It's, it's square. square. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tracking that. Yeah. 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 But that's why the edges aren't like. They're not crisp. Crisp. Why they're kind of rolled because it's literally the structure is all exactly the same. It doesn't change shape till it it's, goes yeah. into the mold. They don't roll it in a square. They roll it in a circle. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so be, thank, thank you. Thank you for that. So before it goes into a box press mold, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So there's no there's no approach difference. It's literally. Some, nice. some people say box press have different flavors. If you smoke the same cigar, that's round versus box press i don't ever get it that sounds like i've I've heard it sounds like an old wives tale yeah speaking of that that's like i don't get a lot of flavor difference between a torpedo and a standard parejo but the the mouth feel is different because of you have that it's coming down to a tapered end as opposed to so i was on that hunt and uh it's offering all the guys cigars like the difference between like circumcised and uncircumcised Mm, no because that'll impact definitely a different mouth feel (laughs) Gross. <laughs> Why is this one cheesier? Oh, got it. Uh, it's I was like on salted pork. The, the hunt with the Vietnam vet guys, and uh, I was like, "Hey, you know, we're sitting down around the campfire one night, which is the best fucking times." Yeah, the stories from those dudes. Fuck, I I can't tell them on the podcast, but fucking a. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because we're so centered around here. Yeah. yeah. How many uh, times did the word Charlie come up? Oh, oh they're just racist. <laughs> oh God! You want to, you you want to know how many times? Huh. None, really. But I can't say what the words they used. <laughs> yeah, because you went you went on the PG version. One of them started with an N. Yep. Yeah. The other one started with the G. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I offer him cigars, and uh, and like, oh, you know, I quit smoking back and blah blah blah, or this whatever, you know. And I'm like, ah, you know, just celebrating, you know, the hunt. And uh, so two of the guys, one of the guys, Billy, and and uh, his buddy Lou, like, yeah, we'll smoke them. And they were talking about how their their dad used to smoke cigars and all this stuff. And uh, so they wanted something light, and so I gave them each a five five six Field Connecticut Minuteman. Sure. And uh, so I literally handed to them both at the same time. They took them out of the wrappers. With it, didn't even miss a beat, both of them. That entire fucking cigar, whoop, right in the mouth. Like <laughs> licking the whole thing, turn it around, lick the whole. I'm like, ah, oh, my guys. I'm like, well, I'm like, whatever, we're here. I'm like, here's my cutter. Like, normally I don't <laughs> want you putting your cigar in your mouth and then using my cutter because, sure, you know, because COVID, but whatever, it is what it is. Well, it's just no, because fucking yeah. gross. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's COVID or not, right? But either way. Um, so I was like, why do you guys do that? Like, oh, my, this is what my dad used to do. You know, every cigar he ever smoked. explain to him why? And I was like, uh, I was like, when did your dad smoke cigars? He's like, oh, well, sometime in like the 50s, 60s, you know, right around there. And I was like, well, I was like, the main reason that guys do that is, uh, you know, back in that day is because they didn't have proper storage. They didn't know how to keep the cigars the right way. So they'd lick the shit out of the wrapper of the cigar in hopes that it wouldn't crack and fall apart while they were smoking it. Yeah. It's like today's day and age, 
you don't have to fucking do that <laughs> like at all. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, they smoked them and they're fucking, you know, yeah. best cigar I ever had. And I'm like, that's awesome. When's the last time you had a cigar? Well, I don't know. Nineteen <laughs> It's like, fuck, I hope so. Jesus. But yeah, the, uh, I mean, it was amazing sitting around the campfire. The best of the whole thing was the fucking shit talking from these 70, almost 80 year olds. It's the best. God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> See, amazing because so, they are a far cry different than like World War II vets. So on, on the live <laughs> I mean, feed, like, yeah. those oh, boys were like they were like smoking weed out of like oh, fucking yeah. shotguns and yep. shit in country. Like they are a far cry different than yeah. like the it's the duty to my country to go and serve and protect the yeah. you know. And one of the dudes you know, he like, got he got drafted into the navy, and uh, no no or got drafted into the army, and um got his paperwork and that next day went down to the uh, Navy recruiter's office and joined the Navy. And so he didn't show up for his, you know, the, whatever date they put on his, on his draft card. Yeah. And so they sent uh, law enforcement to his house to go arrest him. And so they knock on his door and his dad answers the door and his dad's like, uh, you know, like, you know, so-and-so here. And he's like, Nope. Like, well, where is he? Well, he's not here. What do you want? He's like, well, he got drafted in the army and he's a no show. So we're here to pick him up. And, uh, you know, if you know where he's at, let us know. And they're like, yeah, he's at, you know, camp such and such in wherever Virginia or wherever the fucking Navy basic training go. You should go find him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it fucking happened to me. You know, how we have like the, you uh, got selective- drafted? You, got drafted? Drafted? Well, you know, the selective service deal that you fill out. Yeah. No, you don't because we all fucking joined. Well, Jazz, you joined a little late, so you probably had to fill it out. I filled it out. I filled it out. You know, Whenever, like, yeah. After so I was in, I filled, I filled it out. out, and then I joined the military two weeks later. They called me, and I'm like, I'm. They called me. I'm 19, and I happened to be on leave. No, I was. It was one of one of my recruiter's assistants things, and I'm sitting in the recruiter's office, fucking like. It was a guy like three desks down calling like, you? Well, no, because it's not them. It's like somebody in fucking like you know headquarters, wherever the fuck, mm. calling you know, and. uh like I'm sitting there and I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. And he's like, uh, yeah, can I speak to Michael Fahey, please? And I'm like, this is speaking, you know? And he's like, and he's like, uh, yeah, you filled out your, you know, uh, your selective service and all this and da, da, da. Or no, you didn't fill out. You, you failed to fill out your selective service. And that's actually, uh, it's against the law. You're yeah. supposed to fill that out. And I was like, oh no, what do I do? <laughs> and he's like, well, you got to do it, man. Da, 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 and all this. And I was like, that's weird, man. I was like, um, let me talk to my gunny real quick. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm a corporal in the fucking Marine Corps, dude. And he's like, oh, and I was like, you could probably take me off your list. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think we're probably a little behind. And I was like, yeah, thanks for calling, though. Yeah. Thanks for trying, man. And he was like, eh. you know, ice. Yeah. Can you ice me? Yeah. So a couple months ago. Yeah. Where's um, that cancel culture where it's no longer just the males have to fill out selective service? Yeah. Right. You want equality, right? Why hasn't that been fucking canceled yet? Yeah. So a couple months ago, my buddy Adam on, a, on one of the live feeds uh, chimed in and said he wanted me to tell the story about the time I uh, banged a girl in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. So no shit there. Yes. Um, so normally I just tell the story. Were you in the wheelchair? No. Oh, well, <laughs> well, then pass me back that fucking glass oh, of sorry. ice. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally, normally I tell the story. Um but what happened was, is I drank a lot back in those days, and I don't remember the story. Nice. So 
we're sitting up. How do you not remember fucking a chick in a wheelchair? Well, because it, it's, it's a story. It's not something that actually happened. Oh, it's kind of okay. like when I was a donkey show coordinator. Oh, I came up you. with some really cool shit in that point in my life. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I know where you're going with this. So anyways. Uh, we won, so by the way. We're sitting around the campfire. <laughs> and, uh, this was sealed when I opened it. And, the, and this, 70, oh, this 76-year-old Vietnam vet is fucking hammering these awesome stories. Yeah. Right? And it's probably close to midnight. And everyone's had a good amount of... Good amount of whiskey. Whiskies. Whiskies. And uh, so he starts in on this story about him and his buddy Lou going down to Houston one night and all this stuff, right? And everybody's eating it up. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty funny. Like, I, you know, I, I got stories of me and my buddies going out and all this stuff. And he met this girl. And he's going to take her out and everything like that. And they get to her house and uh, realize that she's in a wheelchair. And uh, so he keeps telling the story. As soon as he says that, I'm like, oh. I'm like, no fucking way. This dude's telling my story. And I'm like, no fucking way. And he goes hook, line, and sinker. He gets everybody sitting around the campfire. And the whole time, I'm just sitting there laughing. And he's just kind of like looking at me like, you shouldn't be laughing yet, you know? <laughs> oh, it was amazing. And so I'll, I'll, I'll get that story. I got to practice a little bit to get down everything. I think uh, I know the story. And but it's a solid fucking story. It is. Oh, my God. When he's fucking, I was about halfway into it, and I'm like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that story is no matter how many times I hear it or how many people I've heard that story from, you, you, you don't know I what's laugh happening. every fucking do, time. Because everybody has, like, their own. And you don't know what's happening yeah. until about half to three quarters of the way through. No matter how many times you and hear then you it. Go, and then you're like, son of a bitch. Oh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It's solid. But, uh. Now that it triggered my brain, I'm going to have to, uh, maybe the next podcast, uh, or maybe one of the, li- the lives, I'll have to uh, uh, tell my story about the time I took a girl in a wheelchair out to dinner. Nice. Yeah. I told you guys the, the, the fucking telemarketer story. Maybe. Refresh our memory. You guys have heard it. All right. So no shit there I was. <laughs> uh, I was, um, I was separated from my ex-wife. But still in base housing, right? Um, we had, uh, she had already, uh, you know, fucked my best friend and was like, you know, hooking up with him and staying with him. Wow. So uh, I was basically moving out of base housing, like during the process of divorce. Matter of fact, I think I was already legally divorced at this point. Um, so uh, me and my buddy Bill are drinking in my garage one night and get a phone call and it's some random fucking number, you know, and it's a telemarketer. And I'm like, hang on a sec, got to turn the radio down. And she goes, hey, is that Rock 105.3? And I was like, yeah, why, why do you know that? And she's like, oh, I'm in San Diego. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, yeah. So we start like bullshit. I was like, look, whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, like you're pissing in the wind. And I was like, so just whatever. And she was like, she's, and we start like bullshitting and shit. And she's like, um, is it cool if I take your number down and text you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, she sure as fuck text me like a couple hours later and, and right after that is when they they implemented the all calls will be uh recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so we start like bullshitting and talking and whatnot and she uh this is fucking like prior to map quest even man so this is like 2002 2002 i oh, think so your text conversation cost you money yeah, I was like, I was like, text me after nine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood those time windows. Right? It's so weird. Right? <laughs> if it's after seven, it's free. <laughs> so the peak time of everybody making phone calls. That's is okay. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she gives me directions to her place. 
Yeah. And uh, I drive down to like hang out with her. And it's like, you know, if you hit the railroad tracks, you've gone too far. Thunk, thunk, fuck, you know, you turn around <laughs> and shit, you know. So it's like, the, like I had them like written down on a piece of paper, like looking at fucking street signs and shit, trying to get there. And I get to her house and I knock on the door and like this 12 year old girl answers the door. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, is Jen here? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> and I was, and she's like, You're oh. really young to be a telemarketer. She's, like, she's in a room. And I was like, okay, great. And I'm like, who are you? She's like, oh, uh, this is my dad's house. And I'm like, okay. And she had told me that she lived with, uh, she had a roommate, you know, who was an older dude. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. So I, I, you know, knock on the door and I hear come in, open the door. And it's this cute little like punk rock chick sitting on the bed. Right. Huh. And she doesn't stand up or anything and i'm just like hey what's up you know and it's like that awkward we've never seen each other yeah, how yeah. are you you know and she's like hey what's up so i sit down next to her and we're sitting there talking and we're laughing and stuff and uh she says something funny and i smack her in the leg like that's hilarious or whatever and she like jumps back and i didn't think anything of it i thought like i hit something in her pocket or something yeah. and she goes i need to tell you something and i was like um okay <laughs> she's like i'm not like other girls and i immediately go right where all your heads are right now and i go you don't have a dick do you and she's like what what no no nothing like that and she's like she's like no like and and i could tell she was very very short like four foot eight yeah tiny and uh she was like no no when i was eight years old i got cancer and uh i had to have my leg amputated and that's why I'm so short because it basically stunted my growth and yeah. I had lost my leg and she lifts up her pant leg and she had like the bar. Yeah. And so of course fireworks are going off in my head. Like, <laughs> Oh fuck. One legged midget. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> but like outside I'm like, Oh, that's too bad. Shit. <laughs> like, that fuck. must be really hard. Yeah. This is really hard to deal with. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And inside it's like, <laughs> doing cartwheels in my brain so <laughs> so uh we end up dating for a brief period of time yeah and uh everything's all good and then one day i this, this is fucking classic fucking marine corps fashion and i think this is any infantry unit would this would happen but you invite your friends to come hang out and everything goes to shit <laughs> and the second they started referring to her as Pogo, <laughs> she got a little she got a little offended by Pogo. And uh, let's just say I never I never hung just, out with just Jen. a little. Yeah, bit. she wasn't really into hanging out with me much after that because uh, my friends well, fucked it up. She was too but... small to be a lot offended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how she, how tall was she? She was like four foot eight, four foot nine. Yeah, well, she was little with or without the leg. Well, it was the same. She only had one leg, dude. So the height is still measured <laughs> off the leg. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because like she'd lean a little bit. This is going to reduce the distance to ground. I mean, when she walked, like, you know, she tells she was struggling with it because it was just a bar. But I'm sure she's probably got a better prosthetic now. I mean, times those have changed. Powered ones? I mean, this is before, like, you know. Unless she's still a telemarketer, really then she might just have the same bar. It's true. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, I'm just saying. Like, fuck. What was she selling? I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah. Whatever it was, I was definitely not interested. Yeah. In that. I was just like, yeah, whatever. She was just using it as old school tender. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I get a, I get paid to call random dudes. Yeah. yeah. Which you don't know is there was nine other dudes that were in yeah. there for that ride too. Yeah. Well. And you're God, the bl- only- God bless them too. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was a short ride. Yeah. A short ride. But. 
If Jen ever hears this, hope you're doing well, kid. So, so, <laughs> sorry about my dickhead friends. <laughs> well, and now you know what he was thinking the whole time. So sorry about his dickhead mind. Yeah, yeah but at least she I was, was thinking the same thing. Yeah, she, she was like, she wasn't very, she wasn't very clean minded. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm after this sympathy. Fuck. She was yeah. like, wait, six foot marine. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah. So how'd the conversation go in order to lead to you guys going out? Was it like, oh, we had me, a lot in common, you, actually. What do you, like, we, you look like? We were both tell like, tell me you got stump fucked. No. Gross, dude. That's not gross. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Scott, that's not gross. Uh, we don't kink shame around but here, yeah. bro. <laughs> you can grab the stump and just stump and just hold her up like the Olympic torch. Just. <laughs> I'm not going to get into details because I'm a married man happily now. But uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no stump fucking in the shower. <laughs> uh, it's like we were talking like music. Yeah, she was a bit really into punk rock. Okay, we were talking like No Effects and Rancid and oh, shit like that. Shit. Days. Yeah. This was back in his Limp Biscuit days, right? It wasn't so long after that. It was after that. Briefly after. It was, it was in his erect biscuit days. It was a, it was a few yeah. years after. He that. was still rocking a red fitted cap, though. No. Absolutely not. Was this in the bedazzled jeans and tap out shit days? Yeah, it was definitely tap out days, not yeah, bedazzled jeans. Yeah. What, what was that company? True Religion, where they just decided they needed to add nine times the amount of stitching necessary to hold your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see anybody in those fucking jeans with the giant horseshoes on the ass and shit, I'm like, what are you doing, guy? Like, what? Like, did, did your boyfriend buy those for you or... And if anybody's listening, you wear fucking true religion jeans, go look in the mirror. <laughs> All right, just go look and just go like, yeah, I go out in public like this yeah. and I'm okay with it. Like, yep. Just do some analysis. That's all I'm saying. No, I've never, uh, I was never into that. Tap out. I, definitely, I thought they I came with tap, tap out, out shirts. shirts. I definitely had tap out I thought out like shirts. if you bought three of them, you got a set of true religion jeans for free. I thought it was like a package I think it's deal. the other way around. You buy true religion, you get the yeah, tap out shirts yeah. that go yeah. with it. Yeah. Then in you can a, get a, true religion were expensive, weren't they? A, yeah, and then if, like and 200 if, bucks a pair. So you probably get affliction then. Yeah. You know, you know, those oh, you like, got the affliction shit. Those were know. like $80 shirts. Yeah. yeah. With the matching, really? with the matching, with the matching headscarf. Because, you, you know, the more foil that's in your shirt, the cooler you are. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Step up Go your look at the original game. shit from your company. Oh, I know. Yeah, see, I've seen it. It's like, yeah. That is affliction for boots. Let's just say that <laughs> I guarantee you that if you go to the closet of the founder of that company... A guy would bet fucking folding money that there are some affliction shirts in there. He doesn't, though, because he didn't even wear fucking he didn't wear the brand. Like, if you remember when he still yeah. walked around the building, it was like little embroidered flags and yeah. little embroidered logos on each side of like a V-neck or a collared shirt or whatever. He didn't yeah. wear any of the shit that was manufactured. Yeah, some of it did. I see him sometimes. Although the old stuff, he was the only model for it. Yeah. And it was very affliction-esque with fucking beanies that were pulled down to your nose. That was the cool. That was the style then, man. That's what that's what made the money. It wasn't, dude, that was 2010, right? Was, well, that's when it was. No, that that was like 0203. Yeah. So. You got to base it. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Like you got to have the. He, oh, he knew his audience. You got to have the. There's no the doubt that he knew his fucking audience, audience. Yeah. and it was. Luckily, boots. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, we've changed from the affliction. And tap out days. I don't know. You still see him sometimes. Yes, you do. You and, still see him. It's like it, that forty-five-year-old dude in the bar that's had that shirt. For, oh, like, he's like, like, I'm getting my eighty dollars out of this fucking t-shirt. What, what's the guy on Joe Exotic's like 
Oh, God. Oh, with the affliction yeah. head wrap and everything. Oh, yeah. With the girlfriend yeah. and he's the cuck and the fucking whole yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. You got the babysitter. Yeah. 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 That definitely very stereotypical person that wears that yet. That yeah. is that has got to be the one kink that whatever, hey, whatever you do, you. But I just cannot understand it. What? Cuck holders? I just yeah. don't get it. Like, I yeah. just don't understand it. Yeah. That whole idea of like, I'm going to sit in the corner and watch you fuck my girl. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Not yeah. happening, man. Like, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, if I happen to walk in on that, that's murder. That's what that is. No. <laughs> right? like, so, that's Mikey, murder. what you just described was cheating. Yeah. These guys this volunteer. Is this is all consensual of like, I'm just going to watch you do a better job than me. Yeah. And I think like, and it's usually I like, like some skinny it. little white dude watching and this. It's like not, that's the thing is it's giant not Giant black uncommon. dude with a hammer yeah. just fucking rail his old lady out. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, we don't kink shame here. I'm not shaming you. I just don't get it. This is what the guy looks like. Yeah, it's the- <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. He walks out and it's like, versus, versus yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it would be like me coming yeah, out. But, but your little cannon packs better punch than yeah. John. It'd be like when I, it'd be like when I came out that one time and found that dude on the stairs and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't run. Yeah, no, come in. My wife, hey man. My wife wants to I got something to, to talk you. to you about. <laughs> <laughs> It's your lucky day, pal. Yeah. You're looking a little ashy. I got lotion and a bedroom. <laughs> how are you around? How are you around cameras? <laughs> like, oh, I'm not shaming. Fuck. I just don't get it. Like, I'm just, yeah. I don't understand. Well, I have buddies of mine that are poly. Or like him and his, the like. Gay? No, they're polyamorous. They're polyamorous. Like, like I have a buddy of mine. He's a, he's a former fucking guy I served with, actually. Um, who's got a wife and a girlfriend. Wait, your girlfriend and a wife know, also did, Have they met each other? Oh, yeah. They know each other well. They okay. hang out together. They're friends. Yeah. And okay. then, like, and then, the, but the wife has, like. A boyfriend. A or couple, a girlfriend. A couple boyfriends and a girlfriend, I believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like. So. Believe it's, it or not, the open and they, relationship And they love thing, each other, and they are happiest fucking married couple ever, the, but they're into weird shit. The yeah. open relationship thing, I can understand. Like, I get it. Not necessarily saying I do it, just saying I get it. I also get the whole, like, the married couple that will, like, bring somebody home. Yeah. For, like, a party. Like I a, don't... Like a once in a... Like a I don't yeah. understand the whole... Oh no! I'm not gonna have anything to do with this. Yeah, and, I'm just gonna and, sit here and watch. And I want you to belittle me while you do this. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, yeah and then tell your wife like, and yeah. I want you to tell me how much better he is yeah. than yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's just some self-deprecating time. shit. Yeah. Like I do, that, I don't understand. Yeah, no. But you know, I, like, it, like the whole standard relationship thing, right? Like, who who invented like the church? Yeah. Right, right. Well, it was the church. <laughs> yeah, the but, church you know, invented it. And it's because been... when we were caveman, it was like I'm the alpha. I'm fucking all these bitches. <laughs> oh, you want to well, fuck some bitches? We got to fight. There's, <laughs> also, <laughs> there's like, still tribes that exist now that believe that even if you were the one to impregnate somebody, like all the other alphas in the tribe go and rail it too because it like just adds in their. Like, yeah. a, like it's like nice. It's like nos. It's like I got the engine child. running, but I need you to go supercharge this a little bit. Like, yeah. so yeah. I mean, like I need you to run back up. <laughs> we're we're not wired for the one on one for life thing. Like, it's yeah. not the way humans are wired. 
but it's become a social norm. But I don't get the whole. I'm gonna watch you fuck better than me. Yeah, like I, yeah. that, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that's not a. That's not me. That's like if I bought a Ferrari and decided I was never gonna drive it because I found somebody that drives it better than me, and I'm just gonna watch them go do lap laps at Coast. <laughs> so like, like, so, so, like, so like any anybody that owns a race car team, hundred percent guarantee you they're cucks. Hundred percent. Because none of them, none of them are owner drivers. Yeah. So uh, some of them are. There, so there's an American but, F1 team. Uh, it's an automation company, and now I can't remember the name of it. Pixar? No. But, but then again, automation, not animation. Not animation. <laughs> but, but rolls into that is like, well, I know I can't win, and I know you can win in my car, and that pays a shit ton of money. So go ahead. Like, So you're telling me that if I came to you and said, I'll give you half a million dollars if I can rail your wife while you watch. Ooh. Don't put me on that spot. <laughs> but that's the argument you just made. It You're going to make a shit ton of money. We already know how many dick scuttles suck. Right. right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have many more. He doesn't even have to suck one. You're going to make a shit ton of money, but I'm going to rail your wife for a year long season. That means you got to put up with her for a year. Good no, luck. no, 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 Cause on an F1 oh. team, I don't have to do any of the maintenance. I don't have to, do, <laughs> I don't have to pay just, any of the, every Sunday, get in and drive. I don't have to pay any of the bills. Jazz, that would never happen. And fuck you. <laughs> this is, uh, this is this, well covered, Scott. Just, well covered. I'm just saying, this is a solid analogy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a solid analogy yeah, for that, cuckoldry. That is a good analogy. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Huh. I can't remember the name of that F1 team. It's um the cuckolds. <laughs> the cuckolds. No, I can't remember it. Uh oh, thank you, production team. Haas. Haas formula. So they're oh. the only American F1 team. Uh Haas Manufacturing. Haas Manufacturing, yeah. which is an automation company. So they yeah. make big robots that speed up production. So oh, they make CNC machines. CNC and machines yeah. and all, but they're they're an automation system. Mm. Uh he has an F1 team. Yeah. He doesn't race. The drivers are European. Like, but he has an F1 team that he foots the bill for. Guarantee you that motherfucker's a cuckold. Huh. Oh, geez. Guarantee it. Because it's the same thing. It's the, I want my name on it. It's not really the I'm same. A, I want my name That's on it. It's more of an investment, but dude. But somebody yeah. else gets to have all the fun. That's more of an investment. Yeah. He's losing money hand over fist. They've or, never or even tax, won a race. Tax right off. Yeah. I think Haas hmm. has a little bit of money to burn. A couple dollars. On, yeah, probably. Do you know how expensive it is to run an F1 team for a singular season? Do you know how ex- expensive the goddamn machines are that you buy from them? <laughs> Nobody makes enough money just to go like a yeah. $600 million hobby Hostas. for a season. And yeah. they're the smallest team on the circuit. They're the cheap team. Yeah. Well, wow. I, don't, I don't doubt that. But yeah. Wow. So I, I know they raced this last season, but from what I understand, they may not race in the next season because they can't afford to race anymore. Yeah, the, uh, the MotoGP bikes that they race in. MotoGP, Holy shit! Each bike is north of one million dollars for that. Now, are you, is that the ones that you see going like 180 miles an hour through like S-turns. streets and shit? That, no, like, so MotoGP still closed course. No, MotoGP. Oh, okay. the, What's the, the open course one? Because I don't give like Hayabusa's and shit on, on bikes or in cars on bikes. It's crazy, and I I would not. So there ever. is. Oh no, you're talking about the Isle of Man. Yeah, we're. It, it's one race. That's one oh, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. That is so that's a singular. Okay. That's a singular race. There's no other race. The track that's like that. You couldn't pay me enough to and race. I also, would love to fucking. And you also, ride I would Isle ride Man. it. I would not race and compete. So in that now bitch. the guys yeah, who going race, after the comp time, the guys who race that. that know that track. 
like better than fucking anything. Yeah, it, they well, could probably yes. ride that blindfolded and not. It's top speed, but they could ride it and stay on the road the whole way because that's how well they but know every that interview about the Isle of Man race, whether it's on the automotive section or on the yeah. motorcycle section. Every single one of them also tells you. I go into this race and you run balls out knowing that you're going you to die need to be comfortable with the fact that you may not finish. That yeah, race. Because people die every all year. the time. Every, every, year. Year. every year. Somebody dies on that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. But that, some of those, the, the fucking footage from what, that though, what, when I was in, there's some lifts in, in that race where they'll come full speed and it will be, I don't know, eight foot run up on a slight grade, but the speeds that they're holding oh, yeah, when the, they hit it, they're airborne. Yeah. For 70, 80 meters yeah. before the bike comes back down. There's, and they, that whole flight time, and you're talking, they're never off the throttle. You're talking, so it yeah. still hits you're, at 180 you're, you're, kilometers you're talking, an hour spin. You're talking a seven foot. Oh, they're in two lane roads. Oh, barely. Well, two lane roads in Europe. And it's yeah. a, lap, <laughs> yeah. it's a lap around the island. Yeah. And huh. so, but you don't race, race against anybody. It's a time trial. It's a time yeah. trial race. Yeah. No so thanks. you're never with anybody else. And they close the island down while it's so at least you're the only one. So you're so not getting you're not worried about matter. the other no, guy. When, 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 when I was living in Europe, I tried to volunteer as a to be a volunteer for the for the race. Yeah. And they their slots fill up in a matter of minutes. Where's as soon the, as they turn it on. Where's the uh where's the it's island? off the coast of England? Oh, okay. Huh. Um Yeah, that shit's gnarly. To watch, you're way under on your pricing because that says the average bike well, the, price well, for Isle of Man so is when two I, when million I, pounds. When I knew this pricing, <laughs> when I knew the pricing for these bikes, it was about ten years ago, and uh, the technology. Oh, is sorry, that's euros. So different. two million euros, and that's the like only bike 2. company, 2 million US. the only bike company that is putting of like viable spec bikes in the race is Ducati. Yeah, they're the only ones putting. Like a bike you could go buy. They're racing that bike. Yeah. Which says a lot about Ducati. Because they're like, you can buy this bike and it's Isle of Man ready. Uh, Ish. Ish. They're detuned. They have different cams, different internals. Uh, a lot of the programming's different. I don't know. Ducks, Some of their safety. Duck is kind of one of those companies that I believe that they would be like, yes, yeah, you want to buy an Isle of Man bike? No, we got you. They, <laughs> they, they don't do it because of the rider. They do it based on the limitations that the, the country puts in place. Like in the United States, you can't have a, a, a vehicle that goes over 186 miles an hour. Yeah. That's so like two a- million euro is. So like when two million four hundred seven thousand seventy one dollars. Yeah, like two and a half million. So when Kawasaki came machine. out with their ZX 14. That was a terrifying motorcycle. Right. So that motorcycle they built to to try to beat the Suzuki Hayabusa with that ZX14. It did, and for one year, it 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 had a rev. It maxed out at 186. There were four things that you could do to that bike, and you didn't have to buy any extra parts. Just four things you had to modify or take off the bike, and it was it would go over 200 miles an hour. So I know they two put guys- enough shit on it to build enough drag to slow the bike uh, down. I know two guys that bought ZX14s. And both of them, they bought them, they're San Antonio locals, and they bought them the year they came out. And they bought them out of Dallas because you couldn't get them here. So they bought them out of the Dallas dealership. And when they picked them up, the back end had already been lowered and the new power commander had already been reprogrammed. And so they went and picked them up and rode. So they flew to Dallas and then rode them back. And both of them were over 200 mile an hour bikes when they picked them up. Wow. And they were. How long did it take them to get back? I didn't ask that question. It takes me four and a half hours to drive it. John, I'm assuming they did it in far less than that. I'm assuming John, so. what's the fastest you've been on a bike? I've been over 200 miles an hour. On a bike. Have you? Yeah. I've, I've been at 180. 
I, uh, I, I, what I, bike were you on? I've never hit even close to that. I had a, I, uh, I knew a guy in Phoenix. He had a, a turbo Hayabusa. Hmm. Um, and which is one of the coolest sounding bikes no, I've ever not. been around. No, it's not. I left fucking the first time. He's like, yeah, take it for a spin. He I'm left like, shit streaks I don't on want it. to. He's like, take it for a spin. No, I didn't even get out of third gear. And I fucking short shifted every fucking thing. Cause as soon as I hear that turbo starting to spool, I'm like, click. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we went out one night, uh, just bombing the highways in Phoenix. And, um, and, you know, we stop, we get gas and there's like two gas stations that have actual race gas in Phoenix. Yeah. And, uh, so we stopped there, we filled up and he's like, uh, you want to hit 200 miles, 200 miles an hour tonight? And I'm like, oh, I haven't done it before. And, uh, he's like, let's switch bikes. I go, okay, my bike max 186 period, no matter who wrote it, how yeah. we tried, what I on? did for a tune. Um, at the time I had a TL 1000 R, uh, and I had a bunch of work done to it and okay. a nice tune to it. And, uh, so we switch bikes and, uh, we get on I-10 heading out towards the west side, and it's just a straight, flat, fucking rubberized asphalt, perfect fucking road to ride on. And uh, we get passed out in the, I don't know, 30, 40th Avenue, somewhere out in that, and there's nothing really out there. Yeah. And uh, and it fucking, I just see him starting to click down the gears, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And, like, mentally, I was just like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm either hitting 200 or I'm fucking dead. But yeah. Either way, I'm in. Let's do this. And fucking heat takes off. And so I, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to turbo boost. I'm like, I'm going to give him a little bit just to see. So I let him creep on a probably quarter mile ahead. You of wanted me. to see your own bike. That's I wanted to see. I wanted to see what this, like, I didn't want to. So you cut I didn't want to go with him. And see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go next to him. Great analogy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I knew what my bike would do. I wanted to allow him to try to get up to speed and see how fast I could pass him. Sure. And uh, and so I started just fucking redlining this bitch. And so you cucked him with his bike. Yep. Oh, okay. And uh, I just started redlining this bitch and clicking through the fucking gears. And holy fuck! How tight is your butthole pocket so, at two hundred miles an hour on a bike? That, it's actually it it's not matter. that. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it really isn't. Yeah. Two hundred miles an hour. So I've only ever done it in a car. So you want to know the difference between one hundred and fifty and two hundred miles an hour? Where that needle is on your speedo? You yeah. don't see yeah. everything else is fucking the same. It's the same. It's yeah. just so streaks. When you, <laughs> no, no. So when you break one fifty. Everything in your periphery doesn't matter anymore. So it's it's all moving past you so quick that it doesn't matter. So you just kind of look forward. And I've only done this in cars, but you only look forward. But cars do hit cars that are designed to go at that speed and bikes, too. Mm -hmm. You do hit a stabilization point when you hit those real speeds where those cars are designed to do it. They stabilize. They only actually feel wild. At the speeds before everything starts kicking in. Yeah. Before the everything that they've been designed to do to actually make them like suck down to the road and stabilize before you're when you're underneath the speeds that engages all that stuff is when the car feels like that's why a lot of times it's going to do something sketchy when people either take off their they're wild they're squirrely or when they slow down. No, that's just Mustang drivers. Well, yeah. well <laughs> that's fucking also true. But, but, you know, but even supercars like that when they slow down they get squirly. and they start wobbling. Yeah. It's because everything starts disengaging. So yeah. everything that actually pushes it down and makes it stick to the road and stabilize, you're not going fast enough for all of it to work. Yeah. So even on street cars that you'll see commonly. The M class cars, yeah. like the M3s, the M5s, and they'll have those 305s or 315s on the rear and all that shit. And you're just like, you're driving 70 miles an hour. Why the fuck do you need all this rubber? Well, the car will do 198 miles an hour. 
at 198, contact patch starts to fucking matter. Yeah. Downforce sure. starts to matter. Drag yeah. coefficients start to matter. They don't matter at 80. So all of that power that will pull you up to those speeds at 80 miles an hour, you're barely tapping any of it. Sure. So then when you do lean into it and the car gets all squirrely, it's because all the control mechanisms for the buildup, none of it's functioning. The physics aren't there. They're not designed to go 70 miles an hour. So noble gentlemen, that entire Ferrari club that we now know, those guys – Some of their rides, you'll talk to them and they're like, yeah, we all decided that we were going to go from here to there at 150 miles an hour. Yeah, those cars were all perfectly stable at 150 miles an hour. But your Camaro SS that's super fast off the line at 150 miles an hour that feels squirrely as fuck. It's because you're driving a brick with too much power in it. Sure. (laughs) It's not designed to do that. The bikes he's talking about, the Turbo Busas, the ZX-14, like all of those – they didn't build those for you to go street cruising around well, your city with. And I, I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, what if you hit a pothole going 180? Nothing happens. Yeah. You, you don't glide you, over the top of yeah. it. You don't fucking feel it. You don't it. even feel it. You, no. you don't your have your enough, shocks don't have enough yeah. time to fucking not do not nothing. Yeah. Oh, literally, you glide over the top of it so quick that, that you a, you never hit decompression the on the springs. Is the same on a bike? Like a pedal bike? No. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, on, totally. on a bike. No, that's, yeah, that's just what I'm saying. On a motorcycle? Yeah. You glide over the top of it. Yeah. If you oh. ask me today, like, hey, you're going to go 200 miles an hour today. You can pick this bike or that car. I'm taking the bike. All day. All day. Yep. Because that bike, it's so, it, much, it's more so much easier. But it's so much more fun, but, but too. It, not only that, but I think you're just more stable. You're more, it's just. I, I feel more in control unless things can go wrong. Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. it's on you. I'll 100% yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. A car's, so this is one of those things where. in a car, I'd be like. I've had this conversation <laughs> with you, John. I absolutely love motorcycles. Yeah. I can talk about bikes. I I love the, the engineering, the technology that's in them. Everywhere from the street cruiser stuff like you have and you have now and stuff like that to the, the sport bikes. Like. I absolutely love them. For some reason, though, I've never learned how to ride one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those like (laughs) I have this crazy obsession with motorcycles and I think they're amazing. Like you'd be a good collector. But that's about it. (laughs) It's literally a big cuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's literally one of those situations where I've just never I've never taken the opportunity to learn how to ride a fucking motorcycle. So I lived in rural Nebraska, right? Where you literally, you have 20 mile stretches from town to town and you meet four people yeah. in these 20 miles. So for, you want to see that drive to uh, for me, Texas Tech? For me, doing, for me <laughs> true. doing 180, like it was me. So and uh, you, on, I mean, on your bike, when say you just off the line, right? And you're just going balls out. You could uh, with the bike that you had, that R6. Yeah. You could you definitely pull it up in first. You'd oh, yeah. probably come up in second. Yeah. And you might get a little tire bounce in third. If you tried to. No, not trying. Just in a drag. Oh, never in third, really. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but yeah. So I was when I rode that that uh turbo busa. Yeah. So on the highways, um you kind of do uh you don't come to a stop. So you go to like the 55, 60 miles an hour, but you click down into second gear. Right. So you're like these bikes are red line at, I don't know, 14, 15,000 RPM. Yeah. And when you click down into second, you're probably dancing nine, nine and a half. Oh, wow. Right. And so, and you're doing like 60, but you're right in the peak of the fucking power. Band. Yeah. So when you're, when you get on it and you go, you got nothing but balls. Zoop. So we used to do it all the time. And we used to ride from Phoenix, El Paso, and we do second gear roll ons the whole fucking way. We'd have two guys line up, they click down to second gear and they just fucking go. 
balls out all the way through six gear, peg the fucking bike. Whoever won one cool. The rest, they'd slow down. The whole pack would catch up. Two more guys would do the same thing. Click down to the second. They'd fucking take off. <laughs> yes. They made a six hour trip bearable. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? So when we were Probably riding. Probably that six hour trip a little fucking faster than sex. Yeah. And it was pretty yeah. fun. But So when I was riding that Busa, um, it's kind of what we did. When I said he's clicking down the gears, he went down gotcha. to second gear. And you're going through fucking what? Ten? Six. No, I-10? Yeah. It's just straight I, and flat. I-10 through New Mexico, there's nothing. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. desert. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing. There's nothing, out there. there's nothing but, there. So we're Ugh. in that boost, and we click it out. Click, I click down a second on this boost, and I know this fucking front wheel's coming up. Like, I know yeah. it's going to happen. And uh, so I'm, like, almost staging like I'm about to launch on a drag strip where I'm completely still, and I'm, like, all the way over the tank as far as I can get because I know for the next couple of shifts that it's going to get a little wild. Yeah, oh, so you've got up. all your weight in the bars right? and the pegs. You're just leaning and forward into the so, bike. He he get like I said, he got on it. I let him go for a little while and I'm fucking sitting there and I'm like, fuck it, here it is. And I just fucking wide open. Like, no hesitation. I'm like, let's fucking do this. Yeah. That wheel com- that wheel comes up. And I got all my waiver of front end. And so it's kind of starting to like balance out a little bit. And I'm and it's just fucking climbing. I shift into fucking third. That wheel didn't even come down. It still stayed in the wheel. Oh. Right. So I set it down, like lean forward, kind of got off the throttle a little bit, got the tire back on the ground in third, and fucking got right back into it. Right, got up to fucking red line, clicked into fourth, and the front tire came up again. And I was like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah, doing dude. like 140 at this point, and that front wheel creeping up in a fucking power wheelie. And at and, 140 and, and miles Jazz, an hour, Jazz is talking about the the footprint of your tire on a motorcycle. You got like oh, I probably have a three quarters <laughs> of an inch at that point because that tire is expanding yeah, so much. Because yeah. as you spin it, yeah. as yeah. you spin grows. it, the bike lifts and the tire grows, yeah. so it thins out. So, so your contact patch becomes. But I, I clicked in a fifth, and that thing's still pulling, 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 pulling. Gets up probably 180, 185, click into sixth, climbs up. It's like 190. At this point, now I can actually count because before then, it's speeding up so fast. I couldn't see the speedometer, what it was doing. So I'm like 190, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96. I'm like, holy fuck. 200, 201, 202. Past my buddy, and I'm like fucking a two or three. I'm like, I, so you I went to two hundred. You was like fucking to two hundred miles in like a quarter of a mile. Then yeah, like fucking fast. That's yeah. insanity. That like I got off that bike and it was a Hershey kiss on the seat. And I'm like, sorry, bro. Like, yeah. Fuck. And that was it. He's like, you want to ride again? I'm like, nope. I'm good. Yep. Done I, it. That is uncontrollable power. That is the same <laughs> description that I heard when my buddy picked up his the reprogrammed power commander and everything with the ZX14, and it was just like he was like, you barely give it throttle like if he was riding around the city he's like you barely touch it like it's because anything more than that and it's just he he had about 250 260 horsepower in a under 500 pound bike that's crazy and the crazy thing is is that in bikes the sport bikes are better about actually giving you numbers on like it's this much power but most of them are just like oh no it's it's this much cubic inch engine and like that's all the details you get on it. And yeah. it's, there's not a lot of like like when they sell you cars and it's well, like it's this much power and da 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 da. da. No. Like for if example, you get a, if you get like a R1, for, you know what you're getting. It's for, really for example, hard to process it because of how light the bikes are. A high sure. boost is how many cc's or cubic inches? I don't even. Uh, thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. So my my cruiser is a seventeen hundred. Yeah. And I have like 95 horsepower. Yeah, but you you have a V twin. I have a V twin. These are inline four. They're inline fours. fours. So, so you, and it's you turbo. Have a, you have a it's piston. It's still... like two inches in diameter. Yeah, but you redline at like 
what, 7,500? Yeah, yeah. And this one redlines at double that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah, you're, you're fucking redlining, and I'm just starting to get into the power band. Yeah. And I, the- I had a Marine that bought a, bought a Hayabusa, and we all just kind of looked at him. We were like, what the fuck are you thinking? I know. I, <laughs> guess, like, I get a couple uh, buddies that have them, that, and that's all they ride, and they love them. Yeah. And I, I mean, they handle. They handle really well for what they are. I just don't like the graphics package. No. I hate all that fucking kanji all down the side of the fucking bike. Woody. Woody hoodie. Woody woody hoodie. That's Arabic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best looking sport bike that you remember? Oh, oh uh, all, it's, my, for me, it's so, still okay, the Jixer. So all time. All time. Best looking bike is 04 to 06 CBR 1000 RR. It's got a high, tight ass end. And I fucking love it. I'm, I'm talking paint job. Oh, I don't fucking remember. Remember the CBR 600s that were the Smoke and Joe's edition? Yeah, those are good. They were with the, the, camel, the purple yeah, yeah, and yellow. Yeah. That was fucking great looking bike. For good. me, it's yeah. still that like 88 to 92 Jixer that the oh, white yeah? with the full yeah. white fairing that had yeah. the fucking yellow and blue stripes oh, across yeah. it. Yeah, 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 those, those were cool. That was a fucking sexy the, bike, the, man. The red and black Hondas are my fucking, that was my go-to. I like the blue and white Yamahas. Yeah. That's what I always had. Yeah. I like, see. Those and, old and Jixers, though, with my that, favorite was that the full race fairing on it. It was yeah. like, the, like, like the early 90s, like uh, a lot of cafe, people a lot of turned them into a lot of cafe racers. The, the early 90s Harleys, like the... Uh, like the Sportster, like yeah. that paint job with like the the circle uh, logo and shit on it. It looked fucking okay. dope. Well, like yeah. the Sportster, the 88 and all those stuff, they always look good. And even now, you can go find a 2021 and look at it and it looks the same as it has for the, the engine's gotten better. But is if Mikey or I got on a Sportster, you'd look it would ridiculous. look like a fucking bear on a bicycle. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and even like because I had one, I had a 92 I, Sportster yeah. and I like. Even with forward controls, I was like, no. Nope. I had an 87 that was, it was stretched out. It had 18 inch apes. Um, it's it ridiculous. A bunch of fucking engine work and everything done to it. And yeah, uh, I had like a 1200 kill on mine. It was, it was a four speed. Yeah, but I look great yeah. on them. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> even, it was, yeah. even with forward controls, just fucking comfortable. Yeah. But shit the funny you, thing yeah. is, is that. I've sat on them and I look ridiculous is that anytime you get into like when you get into like the Dyna frame. Yeah. Like even the low rider and stuff where they're you're deeper in it, like the low rider, the night train or any of those where you're deeper in the bike. I still look like I'm riding my dad's bike. Like, it's just like it's so <laughs> like they so don't fit. Like, well, like, like I had a nine foot raked out SNS 105 in a fucking so- it was a 2006 soft tail. Yeah, that was raked out 250 rear tire fucking yeah. huge bike. And even then. Like my lanky ass was like sitting okay. Yeah. Like it was like, and it had like drag bars on it. It didn't yeah. even have like apes or anything, you know. So it was it was comfortable. All, yeah. all yeah. my cruiser bikes have had apes. Yeah, uh, and they're just they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, those dis- eight, those eighteens were a little high. I'll disagree. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, 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 I'm a drag like bar this, guy. man. I like drag bars. It was yeah. it was a bar hopper. That was it. It, it was a four speed. So if I did 85 on the highway, that motherfucker was screaming. <laughs> oh God, is that screaming? I don't know. Well, right. fuck, boys. Yeah, shit. we covered a lot of shit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, one we leg over the place. One legged midgets, motorcycles going 200 miles an hour. Yeah, but a four eight midget, I could fit on the back of a sportster. So. That's fact. That's you could fact. Fit that on the front of a sportster. You know, they, they, they came <laughs> out. She could ride. She could ride in a basket. They came out with these new uh, motorcycle seats for women on the back. They're licking sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it goes right on the fender. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that's what that little flat plate for is for, like a suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right the, on the right get, on those duckbill fucking fenders. You get, a, you get a suction cup butt plug. You're good to go. <laughs> oh, Specific, yeah. down, specifically for biker old ladies, because you know, <laughs> rolling their tits up, yeah. <laughs> tucking them in their leather bra. Dude. <laughs> that was my, I will say this: the sport bike scene versus Sturges or the Harley scene. 
The sport bikers got much Way better looking women. Better, <laughs> better scenery. Yeah. yeah. So much better no, I'm very women. pro motorcycle. I'm just anti the wrong motorcycle. Like I finally got my brother to get rid of his Buell Blast. Yeah. Oh, the little 250 single cylinder. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I don't have a problem with my brother owning a motorcycle. I have a problem with him owning that motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like to suck dick. Great. Yeah. Great. I was like, yeah, he's like, we'll go to cheap. I don't care. Like, wait, <laughs> needs a new home. Rocking around with his 05 Buell Blast. I had a Buell yeah. for a little bit, uh, but it was an XP 12R. I was going to say, that's so that's some of our, the Buell Lightning. Like that thing was a well, monster. Was, it was, so it was a new version of the Lightning. Yeah. So like, but the Lightning, it was cool. Bonkers ass engineering. So the front cylinder on it was the down tube of the frame. Like they were huh. crazy. Yeah, that's, well, almost every import, the engine's part of the frame. But they, the the the, but the thing is, is that it was the 88 cubic inch V twin. The two tubes in a sport bike. Your frame. frame that comes around the engine. Uh, you know, it looks like it has a gas tank. Yeah. That gas tank is air cleaner. Yep. The frame that goes around the engine is your actual fuel tank. And your rear swing arm is your oil reservoir. So the coolest thing that Buell did was lowered their center of gravity below any other bike that's yeah. out there. And it was all in the liquid. And weight. it was a fucking huh. torque monster. So you take that thing on the track and you destroy people in the turns. Dave, what was that bike that Zermont uh, machined for? You remember that one? John, do you remember? They for, they made shit for Indian? No, that was no, Nick. No, it was for uh, this really fucking crazy looking bike. Super custom. A what? No, no. It was it, it was, was a, he was machining for duck. It That's was a, crazy. It was a small company. Oh. But they did really expensive bikes. Mm. You don't ah oh, fuck. I'll figure it out and I'll let you guys know. But anyways, fuck boys. John Wick has <laughs> his own motorcycle company. If you want to see some bonkers looking bikes, go look up uh, Keanu Reeves motorcycle company. It's a... Uh, they're cool looking. Uh, shout out to Dave for the sticks. Yeah, yeah man. Dave, Dave. Fucking appreciate it, man. Shout out to Jameson for uh, the uh, fucking livations that I love so much. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd just like to raise my glass, say fucking thank you, boys, for being my freedom friend. Cheers. Cheers. You stole my only job on the show. I know, man. I know. And, uh, you know, as always, Jazz always has some. Some some encouraging words to talk about. Uh, shout out to our sponsors real quick. WarfighterTobacco.com, OWellness.us, and Aaron Robertson Insurance.com. Aaron. 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 Ooh, and, uh, let's not forget about uh, Grow Your Ass Off. Yeah, they're uh, not paying for it. They're so. not sponsors, <laughs> but they did hook but, the Freedom Friends up with a discount. But yeah. it's shockingly good oh seasonings. God. Yeah. <laughs> look out tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, it'll be last no, week. Look out last week. Or last week for some things but uh they are friends of the show and they did hook the freedom friends up so if you go over there and use uh, true. ff15 at grill your ass off you get 15 percent off that's true over there and uh so i've been reading some philosophy lately oh yeah. geez yeah uh digging back into all the us's from back in the day from the uh the greek stuff so uh all those guys that ended with either o's or us's and all the backs of their names and it turns out if you break all of their philosophy down <laughs> What were you saying, Jess? Go ahead, Jess. I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> wow, I'm so happy with this right now. No, no, go ahead and speak uh, on philosophy. Come on. All those philosophers break down to three simple tenets. Yeah. And it turns out the first tenet <laughs> is to smoke on. Yeah. And the second tenet. Drink on. It's to drink on. And if you add those two together, do you know what you end up doing? God damn it, boys. I think I know. 
You freedom to fuck on. There it is. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs>